0: Hi, welcome to Bookie. To unlock more world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features. Today we'll unlock the book How to Talk to Kids So Kids Will Listen, and Listen So Kids Will Talk. Parenting has always been the most important subject for parents. Are you struggling because your child always goes against you? Are you worried about not being able to communicate respectfully with your child? Don't worry, all these problems can be solved with this book, How to Talk to Kids So Kids Will Listen, and Listen So Kids Will Talk. A good parent-child relationship is not built by beating, scolding, or yelling, but by the language of love that bonds parents with their kids. This book instructs parents how to use simple and practical methods that allow them to achieve a harmonious and loving parent-child relationship. In such a relationship, children are willing to accept their parents' advice, and parents can find keys to their kids' hearts. The book was co-authored by Adele Faber and Elaine Maslish from the U.S. They are internationally acclaimed experts on adult-child communication. They also co-founded the New School for Social Research in New York and the Family Life Institute of Long Island University. Among them, Adele Faber earned her master's degree in education from New York University. She also taught in the New York City high schools for eight years. This book is a product of their long-term research with parents through the school and institute they founded. Since its first edition was published in the 1980s, three million copies have been sold worldwide. It has been a bedside book for tens of thousands of parents. Through varied methods such as cartoons, stories, and exercises, this book inspires parents to learn how to deal with the most challenging job on earth, raising their kids. Since its first publication, Adele Faber and Elaine Moslick have earned parent fans from all over the world. Numerous parents have used methods from this book to improve their parent-child relationship. They've learned how to communicate with their kids, and they've changed their family atmosphere, from tense and chaotic to loving and orderly. Numerous parents thank these two authors because it's their dedication and sharing that allow others to learn how to be good parents. In this bookie, we will introduce the key insights of this book in three parts. How to accept kids' feelings, how to praise effectively, and how to cooperate with kids to find a win-win solution when disagreements happen. You'll learn how to listen and talk to kids, So that your communication will become smoother. First, let's look at an example. Faye's five year old daughter is a sweet little girl that always brings joy to those around her. But recently, Faye often complains to her friends that her daughter has become so moody. She often throws tantrums over trivial matters. Faye says her daughter seems to have completely lost her lovable character and it's giving her a headache. Take something that happened last weekend, for example. Faye and her daughter were blowing balloons by the lake in the park when a balloon accidentally fell in the water. They couldn't get it back, and her daughter burst into tears immediately. At first, Faye tried to comfort her daughter by saying, Don't cry. We still have a whole bag of balloons. However, her daughter was not persuaded at all. She kept crying and stamping her feet, shouting, I want the red balloon in the water. Faye had no idea why her daughter was fixated on that red balloon when there were so many others at hand. But she cried for half an hour, being totally unreasonable. I believe that many parents have encountered similar problems. Because of something trivial, kids behave as if they are cars out of control. No matter how we try to manipulate the steering wheel and other car parts, they just don't calm down. We finally lose our temper and yell at them to bring it to a stop renowned psychologist Dr. Thomas Gordon once said, when a person is able to feel and communicate genuine acceptance of another, he possesses a capacity for being a powerful helping agent for others. When facing emotional kids, the first step that parents should take is acceptance and empathy. Some trivial matters for adults might be monumental for kids. For example, when you drop your favorite lollipop, when you have a fight with your best friend, or when you are criticized by the teacher at school. When facing the problems or emotions of their kids, many parents' first response is to refuse their emotions or to solve the problem. What kids need most, however, is not a solution, but your acceptance of their feelings. As her daughter kept crying over the lost balloon, Faye should have shown empathy for her daughter's upset feelings, instead of immediately denying and ignoring them, and trying to reason with her. If she had done this, she wouldn't have had to struggle so much against the situation. After accepting their kids' feelings, what should parents do to solve the problem? Listening is crucial at this stage. Unfortunately, when facing an emotional kid, many parents prefer to finish the conversation as quickly as possible, rather than calmly listening to what the kid has to say. For instance, when your kid has spent a whole afternoon at school making a bunny doll, breaks its ear by accident, what would you do? If you say right away, it's just an ear, nothing to cry about, the response will surely be louder crying and rage. If you can acknowledge your kid's feelings after listening by saying, it must have made you very upset, then your kid knows you hear them. Regardless of adults or kids, isn't being heard and understood what people desire most? Speaking of this, some parents might worry, Do I have to listen and agree with kids even if they demonstrate inappropriate behavior? The fact is, we should not see the acceptance of kids' feelings as equal to accepting their actions. Have you noticed that kids are rebellious? The more unwanted an act is, the more they want to do it. Merely forcing them to stop can only be counterproductive. On the contrary, when we take the same side with our kids, stopping their behavior becomes easier. For example, when we see kids jumping up and down while eating, of course we worry that they will choke. However, if we then say stop, no more jumping without doubt, they will just jump with more energy. It's better if we put it another way, I see you want to jump high because you are so excited for the delicious food, but it's easy for you to choke. We can jump together when you finish eating. Show that you understand the kids' feelings first, verbalize them and then propose a better suggestion. Kids can feel your concern and respect through your gentle attitude and language, and they will stop behaving against you intentionally. Alright, now it's time to summarize the first part. Each child is an individual completely different from us, so we can't replace kids' feelings with our own. Therefore, when facing kids full of emotions, the parent's first step should be acceptance and empathy. Acceptance and empathy doesn't mean accepting their inappropriate acts. We can offer more reasonable suggestions to correct their wrong behavior. In the second section, we will talk about how parents should praise their kids. Some parents always complain, the children today are too delicate. You can't criticize them. You can only agree with and praise them, and they are still dissatisfied. Why is it that kids still feel unhappy even if their parents praise them? What is the problem then? Ultimately, it's how they praise that goes wrong. Anything, even if out of kindness, can turn out badly if not delivered in the right way, and the same is true for parenting. When praising kids, descriptive praise is more effective than evaluative praise. Recall the words we often use when praising kids, smart, pretty, cute, great, and so on. We usually believe that kids will feel happy when receiving these comments, but in fact, these words often have little effect. But it's not difficult for us to see that these words are too simple and too general. From such general words, kids can't identify their merits or understand why they get praise, and they might even doubt your praise. It's sensible that they feel annoyed by such evaluative praise. Descriptive praise is different. When you see your kid spending an hour on solving a math problem, don't say, you are doing great. Instead say, you can stay focused on this difficult math problem until you solved it, and I'm so impressed by that. This demonstrates your approval better. When you see your kid helping other classmates, don't say, you are adorable. Say, I know you wanted to play outside, but you still helped your classmates clean the classroom, and that makes me so proud. This will make your kid happier. Describe what you see and what you feel. And it will constantly empower your kids, so they will increasingly become more confident and brave. Aren't these the qualities something you want them to have? Furthermore, there is another method for praising kids, summing it up in a word. Never underestimate the power of one single word. Not only does it let kids know what a decent quality is, but also gives them confidence. For example, when a child who loves chocolate forces himself to take only one small bite, we could say, you love chocolate, but you only took a small bite. This is called self-control. Or when kids make their own bed and carefully sweep the floor as adults do, we could say, you voluntarily tidied up your room, and this shows responsibility. If we really can't find something to praise at that moment, there is another trick, take a different approach, and praise what kids have done so far. When your kid hasn't got dressed by the time you have to go to work, Don't get angry, because it'll only make the situation worse. It's better to put your anger aside and say, Wow, you have brushed your teeth and washed your face, now we can just get dressed and head off to school. When your kid struggles with a writing assignment, and fails to finish it after a long time, we can offer encouragement. Say something like this, as the saying goes, All beginnings are hard, but you have finished the beginning part. I can see you are trying your best to complete it. And what if your kid is sensitive and vulnerable to mistakes? In this situation, we might choose to regard mistakes as surprises and discoveries. Let's look at the following example. While talking to his mother, a three-year-old boy shook his cup violently causing it to drop to the ground by accident and spill out the juice. The boy then burst into tears. At that time, the mother suddenly announced in an exaggerated way, Sweetheart, you've made a discovery the boy immediately stopped crying and looked at his mother in confusion. His mother then said, the discovery is that when you shake your cup, the cup will drop, and the juice in the cup will spill everywhere. This made him feel better. After some time, the boy's grandma came to visit with several bags and suitcases. While she was organizing her luggage, his grandma dropped her glasses from her bag. As she felt annoyed with herself and went to pick the glasses up, the boy mimicking his mother, told his grandma excitedly that he had made a discovery. His story made his grandma feel better too. As we can see from this example, we can achieve different results and feelings by changing the angle from which we look at a mistake. It's true that mistakes and failures upset people, but we need to help our kids find small pleasures in life by praising them. Mistakes are nothing to be afraid of. As long as we keep a positive attitude even mistakes can nourish kids minds. All right that concludes the second part. To sum up many parents find praise doesn't seem to work and that's because it also takes skill to praise kids. Parents should use descriptive praise and summed up in one word praise. What if there is nothing to praise? In this situation parents could praise what the kids have done so far. When kids make mistakes, parents could also help their kids turn these mistakes into opportunities to learn something new. Today we are just sharing Limited Bookie. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller, please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. You will get 7 days free trail with more features.